You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. the podcast. I'm your host, Erica Lance. Um, I want to say, please do not forget to like and subscribe. You're holding your phone right now or your tablet or you're listening on a computer. You're right in front of it. Hit like and subscribe. That's how we know you love us. Also, don't forget to leave a review if you want to drink along with us and leave a review at the end when you're drunk. That's even better. Um, If you would like to be on the podcast, you can email us at drinkingwithauthors at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Or if you have an author you'd like us to have on here, you can email us as well. We'll find them and get them on the show. Um, Our sponsor today is Skunk Brother Spirits, coupon code DWA10. And um, they are amazing. My co-host today is the brilliant Danielle Orsino. And our guest today is Sasha Fenneman. And we're very lucky because he's coming to us from Germany. Welcome, Ooh, Sasha. That's right. Well, yeah, thank you. Yes. Um, okay. I'm excited to be here. Uh, we're excited to have you. Let's talk about what we're drinking so people can drink along in some old DWA swag because we have new cups and you'll get one of these, Sasha, for being on the podcast. I have, because it's afternoon here, evening in Germany, I have gin and tonic with um pomegranate and lime this is my new fancy drink fancy in my plastic cup fancy drink okay danielle what have you got today oh i am boring again i've got my barefoot moscato i'm getting rid of the last of the watermelon for summer and i've got it in my fancy goblet my unicorn goblet yeah, Barefoot, just sponsor us. Just really, you're fighting it. Just, just come yeah, sponsor us. They should sponsor us. Truly, they really they should. should. Sasha, what are you drinking? Uh, I'll start with a with a cider. Cider is one of the, one of my favorite things, and it's a it says it's a Sheppies, uh, Debonet apple cider. Ooh. Uh, I haven't one. I haven't mm-hmm. had one of these before, but I'm a big cider fan, so I'm gonna pour it now, and uh, I'll let you know if it's tasty. <laughs> Well, let us know if it's drinking with authors approved. Um, so Sasha, for those people out there that maybe are not familiar with you, what do you write? I'm a writer of, um, yeah, um, mostly sci-fi, um, fantasy, and uh, horror novels, mostly kind of mixture genres things. That's very, very cool. cool. And you write just for the audience, you write mainly in German, but you've had some of your novels have been translated into English. Yes, yeah, so just since year, this year, I'm writing for several, um, or I have been writing for several German uh, uh, series, uh, novel series. We'll get to that later. It's a special kind of uh, format. It's like pulp novels and short novels. And um, I've been doing uh, these, these a lot. And um, yeah, and uh, I think it's an... Uh, American-based publisher who uh, has been translating a few of these uh, of these novels. Uh, two has been have been published lately as the start of the series in the English translation. That is really cool. So, when did you begin your writing journey? When did you start all of your writing? 
Uh, well, my first stories, I, I think I, I wrote them in school. Um, mm -hmm. Short stories mainly, or poems, or I've been, I've been in bands uh, all of my life, so I've been uh, writing lyrics for, for the bands. Uh, and, what kind um, of bands were you in? What kind of yeah, music? Rock, rock music. Mm. Alternative rock? bands. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Alternative. American high school punk and uh, well stuff like that, or just uh, the the oblig obligatory uh, grunge band you had in the in the nineties. Oh, hey, you know what? Nirvana. I was gonna <laughs> say I love the obligatory grunge bands in the nineties. Like they were <laughs> awesome. They were like, "Hi, here's real music that doesn't involve big hair." So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wore a lot of flannel back then. So that I, it was suddenly like I was wearing flannel, and then all of a sudden they came out and it was cool to wear flannel. And I was like, "Look at me ahead of my You're time." There. <laughs> Yeah. It's too cozy today. Yeah, so true. So you started writing. When did you um, publish your first stories? Uh, I, the first, the first novel I published uh, professionally has uh, that was in two thousand and eight. I, I think was part of a uh, sci-fi series uh, for the publisher. I've been working before. I've been. Uh, uh, working as a uh, freelance editor for for the uh, for the company um, for the for the uh, publisher, and um, yeah, they invited me to 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 write uh, to be part of the team of the writing team of this series, and that was my first publication. That's very cool. So you were editing before you were writing. Yes, it was. Um, I was studying, and um, they in Germany we have to do some practical things while studying, and. Um, I was supposed to uh, work at, a, at an editor. I was, uh, work, I was studying sociology. And um, so I chose uh, <laughs> the publishing company that I've been reading the stuff of. And um, they integrated me into the team there. And um, I must have convinced them a little bit because um, after that, they offered me a job as a freelance editor. And um, I've been doing, I, I did that for about one or one, one and a half year. And after that, they asked me to write my first novel for them. That's really cool. Wow. Do you still do editing? Uh, a little bit. It's a, kind of my day-to-day um, -day job. I'm a, I'm a journalist for a, a local newspaper. So um, I, I do a lot of editing of my own text, of my uh, text of my colleague, uh, colleagues, but mostly for yeah, newspaper, newspaper articles. Wow. Okay. We have so many layers to unpack. So <laughs> yeah. you're for, because Writing <laughs> no, I, I love this because I actually um, had I, I had a column many years ago in a local little paper um, that I wrote, and it was interesting trying to write um, like there's a, such a big difference. And I'm going to get there. I promise. Gin. I put way more gin than tonic in my gin and tonic. We're fine. Gin and juice. Um, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so writing short stories writing novels writing songs writing news like all of this is very very different it's a different style it's different ways of telling a story mm -hmm. so did you started with stories in in school but how did that transition let me first ask to songs because songs you're telling a story sometimes it's a very confusing story for those of us listening to it but the person who wrote the song is telling a story how was that different because you don't have a lot of words to play with to tell the story yeah that's um yeah I, I started with poems i like i just all my life i've uh, i was in love with language and to play with words and um that's uh 
why I uh, experimented with rhyming and uh, lyrics uh, always uh, had had a little tone of rhyming to it. And uh, well, uh, the, our singer wasn't able to write uh, to, to to write uh, lyrics in, in English. I wrote I wrote them in English also. And oh, um, interesting. <laughs> That's so interesting. I, I, That's I very just, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I just try to to make things rhyme and tell a little story. And um, yeah, well, I wasn't the singer. So he told me this song or the, or the songwriter, he, he just told me this song is about what I or has to be about um, this particular 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 kind of feeling or or theme. And he threw some words at me and I just made them work in, in lyrics. I think that was there a theme you liked. I'm sorry, Eric. Was there a theme that you like? Were you did you like love songs? Did you like more songs about heartbreak? What was what was the theme you were drawn to? Yeah, I, I like I like kind of melan melancholic uh, 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 lyrics. Um, <laughs> no, I, well, I was a teenager at that time, or in my early twenties, so that uh, that was kind of uh, that mostly the feeling I, uh, most of us that, experienced at that time, and uh, I thought that would fit. I'd love to say okay. Teenagers have all of the emotions, a lot of them all at the same time, at, you know, and they're, they're very peak. Like we can, we can level out our emotions. I notice as adults, we can increase or decrease our mm -hmm. emotions, not everybody, but generally we can get more excited about something or whatever, or go, you know, I'm upset about that, but I can handle it. But when you're a teenager, man, that volume you're right. is like jammed in. And it's yeah, you're at top and you're just there. It's like zero to a hundred all the time. Yeah, most people, but, most people say they 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 are glad that the this time is over. But sometimes I, I miss it. Um, you don't have I, a filter for your for your emotions, and they are so intense. If, if you get older and uh, more adult, um, this is all a little bit more dull. But I like the inten intensity of the emotions. Looking back now. Oh, I think so. I think being a I, most people say I'm like a fourteen year old boy most of the time anyway. But um, yeah. that might be my humor. Um, <laughs> I just, I think that, you know, we have to always maintain that spirit of playfulness that we had when we were younger and the passion to do things we had before everybody told us you couldn't do those things, right? Like, if you go into an adult, people are telling you you have to follow these rules and do these things. And if you're smart, you go, no, screw you. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this other thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's fascinating because writing songs, people don't realize is actually really difficult as much as, you know, you, there are a million songs out there. They're just, it's not necessarily easy to write a, a good song, especially one that has a good hook that people like, and then want to sing along to, or they go, oh my God, this, how I'm feeling right now is this. Song. You captured it. <laughs> yeah. And for me, the, the lyrics have to uh, yeah, yeah, support the, the song and the feeling of the song, the emotions that the music brings out. And um, if, if I can support that with, with any lyrics, even if they don't make any sense, and uh, just words uh, in a row that uh, evoke a special feeling, that's, uh, that's what I aim for. That is awesome. Okay, so then you're writing poetry, you're writing songs, and you write a novel. What is your first novel about? The first novel was part of a sci-fi series, um, um, and it was about a female spy in infiltrating an um, um, enemy uh, star base. I, if I remember that correctly, it's been a while, <laughs> and I've never, I've never oh, read no, it. Oh no, as authors, uh, we're supposed to remember every single word we ever wrote so that people yep. can quote them back to us. 
yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I have I have something like like uh, word bulimia. <laughs> so if I, if they <laughs> if they get get out of my out of my out of my fingers, they are out of my brain. It's a and pump and dump. Yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. done making room yeah. for more. That's it. I, I and, love and that. If I that's that's uh, all the time with my novels. If I read them again, maybe a month or, or a year later, I don't remember that I've written that that thing. <laughs> it's just that I remember, yeah, some kind of the story or elements of the story or the characters that I, I've worked with, but the exact words or uh, I'm I'm not familiar with them anymore. So this is out of the mind. It's gone. The story is told, and then it's vanished. Wow. Wow. Well, that I, now I'm going to jump. So, what is, what about fans coming up to you? People who've read your stuff. Have you gone and met people in person that have read your books? Yes, uh, there are some some conventions in Germany for these pulp novels for the series I'm I'm writing for, and um, these are about well every two years or once a year. And uh, yeah, they, they come they come along. They have a chat. They they want uh, some some uh, some signatures on and, and stuff like that. Yeah, so we're we're talking and um, we are uh, also connected via the internet. They are writing um, messages via email or Facebook or social media. Uh, they do that kind of stuff, or I get send stuff my own novels to 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 signature uh, to to to, uh, to to sign them. Um, yeah. yeah stuff like that uh, is happening <laughs> and it's but it's got to be interesting if you don't remember everything have people come up and talked about parts of your book and been like my favorite character is blah and talk about it with you and you're like i don't know what you're talking <laughs> <laughs> mostly they're they, they no uh, not side characters but main characters for the series so i'm i'm familiar with them but i don't remember every side character i've, I've created for any any of the novels uh, some I remember, some I don't. So, uh, but that, that hasn't happened. Be hasn't happened before. Oh, oh, just wait, my friend. Oh, it'll happen. <laughs> it will happen. We talk about it a lot on this show. This it's the elusive. We call it the plot point character. Some little character you threw in to move the story along because somebody's favorite character, and that's the best thing somebody in the world. Relates. I call him Bob. And somebody's going to bring up Bob and you're going to have no idea what they're talking about. We have to go, oh yeah, no, I love that too. Because you can't go, what? Because, you know, <laughs> fans don't want you to not know every word of your book. So um, after you, what kind of stuff did you read? Did you read a lot of sci-fi and fantasy and horror? Yes, I've been, I've been always up to, uh, into that. Uh, since my little childhood, I, I started with, with uh, fairy tales. Uh, <laughs> When I was little, um, my mother read them to, to me, and they, they have some. You have read the Grim, the Grim uh, fairy oh, tales. Oh, we read the, the real ones. fairy tales versus the Disney fairy tales. The, yeah, yes, we're yes, used yes, to yes, the yes. difference between them. So you know, the, you know the, all the cruel details that has been put in, uh, into them. And uh, yeah. well, that uh, was mm -hmm. always something that fascinated, uh, fascinated me. And this is where my, my love for horror novels uh, came from. And um, I think I got into sci-fi because of my father. He was a who was a, a big sci-fi fan. Uh, he passed away in 2013, and um, well, he um, introduced me to to Star Wars and Buck Rogers and all these classic sci-fi stuff. Yes. And um, this brought me into sci-fi. And uh, the first time I saw Star Trek on television, I was totally hooked. And we've been a Trekkie mm -hmm. since uh, since day one, <laughs> yep. and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how it came that I went into sci-fi. 
do you um so this is interesting talking to somebody who writes in another country because it's not like english in another country it's not like you know england where we they have different words but it's a similar language right did you yes. mainly read in german or did you read in both german and english when you're reading the stories i haven't been uh, reading in english until my uh, well my teenage years when i was uh, able to read in english because of the yeah, i learned english then um i've uh, always and uh, do uh, do now um read in, in german um just very few novels or texts that i i've uh, i've written uh, in english if there's no translation available then i read in english too but um, um normally i wait for the for the trans uh, translation was star trek dubbed i have to ask sorry <laughs> yes in germany everything is dubbed and it's a very okay. uh, very good dubbed it's not uh with, with different uh yeah with with very fitting uh, uh voice actors that that do the german impression of that of the of the actors and um, we don't have uh, the original sound or any any subtitles we have for them language depth yes i'm just trying to picture shatner doing kirk dub it's just <laughs> you know just knowing his like i think we gotta look style. that up actually danielle yeah like, I, I feel I, like I, we I need to look so up captain intrigued. kirk yeah i'm because... so intrigued that's just like that's really because i was introduced to star trek too by my father like all my sci-fi stuff my dad introduced me to that that's what we yeah. watched at dinner time with star trek so i was kind of introduced to sci-fi the exact same way but star trek dubbed in german definitely piques my interest <laughs> no it's good it's actually very good we'll have to check that out i definitely think so yeah. i actually my dad introduced me to sci-fi too I went to the opening of Star Wars at the Chinese Man Theater in California. I was three years old, but I do remember the, you know, the theme playing and the scrolling of the stuff and things like that, which wasn't digitized back then. If you actually watch, there's some behind the scenes movies that show you how yeah. that text thing was done. And it was a camera yep. moving across text. And I'm like, yeah, ah, back in the day, back in the day. Um, okay, so you write your sci-fi novel. How do you? How many books have you published? Uh, I think by now it must have been about fifty of these novels. Wow, five uh, zero. Five zero. Wow. <laughs> no, they are they are not very big though. So these these, these are just small small things. <laughs> Doesn't like matter. That one. That is uh, sixty-four pages. No pictures, just words. And but that's still the, 50 of that's them? still like that's yeah. an accomplishment that's amazing <laughs> wow yeah. a lot of words yes <laughs> no that's trust me i yeah you you're out yeah. doing me danielle's out doing me it's finding time to write but so you've written 50 of them have they all been for these different so explain the pope thing like explain that Okay, um, well, that might take a while. Um, we, uh, I think that's some European or especially German, German thing, German speaking countries uh, thing. Um, we have this uh, special format called Heftromane. Heft is like, like, um, yeah, like this, this kind of, of paperwork and uh, Romane is novel. So um, these are just like yeah, pulp novel. They are printed on, on newspaper paper that's a very thin like pulp novels and um yes um we have them i think the they started 
more than 100 years ago that they did this in this format and um are they kind of like the penny dreadfuls like the little penny dreadful yeah kind of kind of yeah yes. okay yeah. okay yeah uh, yeah you can picture picture them uh, as that and uh well they have a long history in, in germany especially after world war ii uh, these were the, the cheapest uh, uh, available uh, stories that you can get um, they call they were called Groschenromane. Groschen was about uh, like ten cents, and you, oh wow! Uh, and you 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 paid ten uh, ten cents for 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 one of the stories that was printed in this way, and uh, they evolved through the through the time, and um, they they had their 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 most popular time in the nine uh, in the seventies and eighties when there was no uh, private television, no video, no video games or something like that. If you had to, uh, if you want, wanted a serial story, you had to read or listen to to uh, um, to, to the radio if, if if there were any any audio books or something like that. And so they um, it, it evolved into a lot of styles, a lot of, of series. There were horror novels, there were sci-fi novels. They had some fantasy stuff too. And um, well, most of these uh, series didn't last long. About maybe 50 or 100 issues. But there are a few that uh, started back in the 60s that still run today. And they are published every week or every two weeks. And um, wow. so there's a big team wow. of authors uh, that's writing uh, the, these kind of stories with the same characters uh, that evolved through time. Mostly they're, they're like timeless um, or <laughs> uh, they are under, uh, they're, they're invincible or something like that. And um, yes, I've been. I uh, I came to to read them uh, when I dropped out of of, of school because uh, or when I finished school, and uh, I was uh, studying and I was looking for something interesting and uh, cheap to read, and I uh, got into the the world of these pulp novels. Uh, that's how I uh, yeah yeah I, I I went into the world of that of that stuff. That <laughs> now is this is. Yeah, awesome. this is a special a special format. I don't think they have that any uh, anywhere in, in, in England or in, in America. Um, and they were quite famous. Um, I think they, I think comic books in America are more even more pop culture than the Heftromane were in Germany in the seventies and eighties. But they were very well known, and um, the numbers of publishers and of series have declined over the years, uh, especially since the two thousands. And there are just a few left, but they are still running today. I think that's totally fascinating because, I first of all, that's neat. No, we don't have anything, to my knowledge, like that. We do I have guess comic books would be the yeah, closest thing, but but it's, it's without art, and not. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think. Yeah, no, but that is really really neat. So you've written over fifty of these, so. Um, Okay, wait, we have to take a quick break and then we're going to be back because I just thought of like five questions right off the start. So yeah. we will be right back. We're drinking with authors. Welcome to Earth Station Trek, a show that talks about Star Trek from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. We cover topics like Star Trek versus reality. Did the board get better or worse? Finding the good in bad episodes. Pop culture in Trek. Star Trek pets. Vulcan romance. 
religion in Trek. Umox for fun and pleasure. Kirk versus Picard and why Cisco is better. Plus reviews of all the latest episodes. Check us out on your favorite podcast platform or the ESO network. Our sponsor today on Drinking with Authors is Skunk Brothers Spirits. Skunk Brothers Spirits was started by a family of disabled veterans focused on locally sourced quality distilled spirits. Their name was inspired by their pops, who was nicknamed Skunk. Skunk's father was a moonshiner in Oregon back when it wasn't exactly legal. Now the brothers are taking the family business legal with their Washington-based team using their grandfather's Prohibition-era moonshine recipe to bring small batch spirits to the gorge and beyond. From the moonshine corn whiskey to the apple pie brandy, all of their spirits are handmade in Washington. Believing they already have the best ingredients in the local community, they work with local farmers and suppliers to produce the highest quality spirits from scratch. You can find them on Facebook at Skunk Brothers and on Twitter at Skunk Bros Inc. Or visit their site www.skunkbrothersspirits.com and use coupon code DWA10 at checkout to read 10% off your order. You can always also ask your local retailer to start stocking Skunk Brother Spirits. Regardless of how you get your hands on a bottle or two, grab a drink and don't forget to get skunked. Okay, we're back with my questions that I can remember to ask. So you've these worlds that are created and these characters, is there like a central information place so that when you're writing these, you don't like break the world that you're writing in or how does that work? Yes, um, normally uh, there's uh, a uh, central editor that edits all of the novels and they, he has the, wow. the oversight, he's like the supervisor of, all the, of the author's team. And uh, yeah, he hands out some like like sheets with with characters, with the characterization of the main characters and uh, and uh, the story so far. If you haven't read them, uh, because no one, uh, let's be honest, reads all of uh, of the novels of a series that has mm -hmm. lasts for about 500, 600 issues, um, as Madrax is the main season, uh, main series I'm writing for. And um, yeah, we get uh, like the exposés and um, um, yeah, he, he's a supervisor um, and uh, the editor. And yeah, we, we all write together with, with these characters because we know them so well. The most, most of the authors have been fans and readers before. So, and they evolved into being authors because they know, know the universe so, so good and uh, so well. That is really wow. cool. What about your your outside of these ones? Have you written any novels yourself? Yes, I've uh, I've done my own series, a limited series. It was about uh, six issues, um, called Eon, um, and um, yeah, that was uh, yeah some kind of of mixture too. It's been published in in uh, in a print version, but it's mostly an uh, ebook series, six novels. Oh wow! I, uh, yes. And is and that sci-fi? Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's more like adventure novels. It's it has, it's got some some sci-fi and sci-fantasy elements in it, but it's mostly like I, I was I was trying to to do a mixture of uh, well, uh, Stargate and um, uh, Indiana Jones, <laughs> something like that. Oh, cool. I I love it. I love it. <laughs> that is awesome. And it's also so a family what... story. <laughs> 
Well, that's cool. When you got you got to bring the family in. What about <coughs> you said two were translated into English? Which two are translated into English? These um, that they've been published by the J Novel Club, and he, um, they were translated. Well, that's um, yeah. I have to tell you more about Madrex. The, the okay, go for it. Right. Uh, it's this series. It's called Madrex. Um, Madrex is uh, the the short form of the name Matthew Drax. Matthew Drax is a former U.S. Air Force uh, pilot uh, who has been um, thrown into the future. There's been a, um, um, an impact of an um, what's what's it called? Not comet. Uh, Asteroid. Asteroid on, on Earth in 2012. He is a witness of this impact in, in his jet and he's, uh, uh, he crashes with his jet and he wakes up 500 years later in a post-apocalyptic uh, world. Uh, he finds out it's, it's, the, uh, it's the Earth 500 years later. It's been uh, thrown back to barbaric times and there are mutations and there are some other uh, things he can't explain, and um, well, he he uh, dives into the mystery of what has happened in the 500 years that he skipped uh, during during the impact of the of the asteroid. And this series started in 2000 and uh, has been published every two weeks. So we are heading for issue number 600 in a few few weeks. Wow. Wow. And, um, I've been reading that from, from start. It just started when I, uh, when I came to, to notice uh, them. I, I started with, with the first issues and have been reading them and have been a fan, did reviews and stuff like that. And uh, eventually I was able to write my first novel in, in the series that was about issue 250, I, if I remember. And uh, I had the honor to write the the um, the fifth hundred fifth hundred uh, uh, issue of oh, this. Oh wow! Issue. Awesome. And uh, this uh, was some kind of of, uh, of restart uh, of the of the series. We always uh, do like story arcs for twenty five or 50, 50 issues, maybe hundred issues, and then we'll uh, have a break and start another uh, big big uh, storyline that's going on in the background. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that was uh, a breaking point, and I uh, did the first two novels, uh, 500 and issue 501, was a two-part um, novel. And uh, the publisher, the, the English publisher, uh, J Novel Club, decided to start with these issues, because uh, the back catalog wasn't available for translation. Um, back then, when they started first, the first issues, they they didn't uh, do the contracts right, so the so the rights have been uh, going back to the to the authors, and uh, so they decided to take this point to start. So we have a story so far block at the at the at the at the start, so you know what the story is about, and uh, but this uh, was the perfect uh, way to start and to introduce it to the to the English readers. And these two novels, uh, the start uh, starting point of this story arc that has uh, started then with issue five hundred, um, this is this is available in English now. Wow! So that's going cool. forward from five hundred, it's in English too. The two, I think they've translated the first uh, twenty or something issues now. So why why yeah, i have nice. to ask this this is a german-based story why is there a u.s fighter pilot at the the, the what how did that happen there's got to be a story behind that broad appeal 
<laughs> because Americans are always cooler than Germans. <laughs> I don't know if that's always true. No, it was it, it was it was in the 80s when everything from this, well, what came from the states was uh, was cool, and uh, this continued till the early uh, 2000s. And um, well, this was not because of the uh, we had in mind some international reader, but uh, uh, yeah, the German. If you if you do German characters, this always have some kind of well uh, dulliness to it. <laughs> <laughs> if I might say that, and um, so they decided uh, to 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 uh, do it with uh, with uh, American uh, based uh, characters mostly. But we've had a, a German uh, German characters too on that series. We had uh, English characters uh, from all over the world because, yeah, if you if you have an post apocalyptic world to to explore, you do that and you do it with all with all with that you, you can and all all continents and stuff like that so we have uh, been traveling around the planet even into space and um, that's uh, that's uh, how the story evolved over the 500 now 600 novels wow that is that is a lot so how many words because i saw it's really small print like a newspaper when you opened it how yes. many words are in one of those novels I haven't actually checked in words but we we, uh, we do it with 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 signs uh the count well, the sign uh counter uh and uh, it's about 180,000 to 200,000 signs which means uh like uh, letters uh, yeah. in including space uh spaces. I don't do the maths I'm sure this is quite a bit. I, I can. I, I will. I will look it up. I was up. like, I, I, I'm like, this is a lot to do every two weeks and to edit. And I mean, if you just think about the scope of a project like that, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And and you you mentioned that there's conventions. Do people dress up like these characters? We love cosplay around <laughs> the world. We love cosplay. Me and Danielle love cosplay. So do we dress up as these characters? Have you seen that? Is that what happens at these fan conventions? I haven't seen it for this for for this Maverick series, but I've seen it for other series, uh, for other pubs, uh, for other pub series. There's a series called um, um, John Sinclair, which is a horror series. It's about an uh, English English uh, uh, inspector from Scotland Yard who is in investigating like spooky spooky stuff and. Um, they, they they have been dressing up like characters from that and uh, it's very famous very cool love that oh, wow <laughs> you, 600 episodes and nobody's cosplaying <laughs> oh we we got that erica we're gonna have to corner that one yeah no we're, yeah no i'm gonna say we need to find out what these characters look like we'll cosplay them for you i think there's this plenty of pictures and you can look up the the madrax covers uh, you'll have a lot to look at Good, good, good to know. That. We're going to have to investigate this. <laughs> this is interesting. So when you were younger and you, you know, you went to university and stuff like that, did you yeah. want to be a writer? Like, what did you want to be when you were younger? I know you did write and you did poems. And of course, probably at some point you're going to be a rock star because that's <laughs> like part yeah, of the- Kurt Cobain, you know. Um, I've been touring with a band, but but that wasn't, uh, wasn't uh, one of my life goals. And, and, uh, yeah, I've always wanted to to work with words, and I uh, wanted to write for a living, and um, that's what I, what I worked for, and that's what I'm doing now. Uh, mostly uh, as a journalist for the local newspaper, but also as uh, for, for my novels. And um, I've been writing novels as a 
uh, freelancer and as my as a main job for many many years and um, yeah that's uh, that's how it went along so uh, I did what I wanted to do and uh, yeah that's awesome okay so now now I'm remembering through the gin I, I found my way back to where I was going to begin with sometimes my gin journey takes us in circles but um Let's talk about writing for a newspaper for a minute, because that's completely different storytelling, it right? Is. And there's all these rules about the facts and what you know, like what you can say and what you can't say, and about whom you can say those things and stuff. What kind of articles do you write? All kind of stuff. I I do political articles. I'm uh, I'm doing uh, like sports uh, report. I'm doing like. Uh, if there's a fire or uh, there's in, uh, or something like with the, with the police or robbery or something like that, um, background articles um, for uh, for special themes or I do uh, well uh, biographies stuff like that. If somebody has a weird hobby, I'm I'm up for it, <laughs> and everything the the um, the editors. The editors um, and the colleagues pass to me. Uh, I'll say, go there, do that. I'll do that. Wow! What is your favorite stuff to write about when it comes from a journalistic standpoint? Um, I like all the stuff when I'm getting when I'm getting to meet people, to get people uh, to uh, to get to know them better, and uh, about their life stories. If there's somebody who has has had a tough time because he was ill. Uh, and got out of that and got got help or there is somebody who has a uh, special hobby like I, I don't know he's carving things out of wood or uh, um, he's uh, a photo photographer or he's a, he's a writer I, I, I like to write about uh, other writers and their inspiration uh, their inspiration and their, and their stories stuff like that so if I can do some some personal stuff with, with people that's that's what I what I like most do you find it different when you're trying to get in the like I'm writing an article versus I'm writing a, a fiction like what is the difference mentally for you to go through that well as you said there's a lot of rules you have to follow if when you are writing newspaper articles and that um, you also have rules when when writing novels so you have to 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 to, <laughs> to stick to the characters and they they don't they, they they have to do stuff that fits the characters and um, well, what I was always trying to do is uh, really to to wrap up the story with uh, some some a good a good start and a good ending, maybe something that refers to each other. So mm -hmm. if you start at one point uh, telling telling in, in, uh, telling it in a, in a newspaper article, you say you're at the at the home of of the people I'm interviewing, and uh, I've noticed something special there, like a special. Well, a painting on the wall, and I—that's the first thing I I, I tell the the, the reader. And uh, after the interview, I go back to that because maybe on the way out of the of the house, I passed that that the painting again, and it made me think like I thought of it when I was first there. Has it changed somehow my perspective of, of what I've experienced in the middle of it? And this is uh, something I I like to do with my novels as well, starting point and wrapping it up. Uh, going back to the start uh, to see what has changed uh, for the for the story a or for the character. Yes, a callback, and um, that's what I do in both forms. But yeah, as you say, this form much more formalized in in, in the in the newspaper articles. 
Where do you get the, you know, I know you're, you get, you're going to write these things because of the nature of this um, method of writing for the um, fiction, but where do you feel like you get a lot of your inspiration from stories from? Like In my, the, the newspaper or, or the, or the no, novel? No, the newspaper, they tell you the articles to go write stuff. I know how okay. that works. But I meant like, even though you're writing in a world that's created, there's still a lot you have to create and build upon in that world. So where do you get your inspiration for all the sci-fi, the horror? I mean, 50 different things. That's 50 different stories you've told. Like that's, a, <laughs> I I, even so. if they're short stories, that's a lot of stories. Like <clears throat> some people aren't good at writing short stories, which I always think is hysterical to me, but it's true. Sometimes you can't get an author to keep their word count down, right? But still telling a, a story in a short amount of time, where do you get the inspiration? I'm 50 of them. That's like a lot. <laughs> okay, I'm going to keep saying that, but I'm going to let you answer now and take a drink. Yeah, um, well, that uh, it comes from all directions. Um, I like to travel a lot and meet new people, and they always tell me their stories, and I see new things. Uh, I read a lot uh, for, for the job. Uh, I, read, I read a lot of stories. Uh, I um, I watch TV. I I I go to the cinema. I uh, well, there's all kind of stuff that insp inspires me, and um, mostly it's like the the location where the the the, uh, the story takes place. Uh, even if I haven't been there and I haven't this uh, correct uh, uh, imagination of what it looks like, uh, look looks like there. Oh, you always have Google Earth, <laughs> and <laughs> that's uh, true. And uh, so I've uh, I've lately been uh, to to London for a holiday, and uh, I remember that I've written a, a novel that takes place in London, and I've never been to that special place where I I, uh, I had the uh, the setting. So I went there, and I just uh, ha had a look if, uh, if 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 it's really fitting what what I imagined and what I I found out from from Google Earth and Google Earth View, and uh, so luckily it it fits quite good. <laughs> And I've done that a number of times. I've uh, been to Ireland and uh, to, to, to Scotland and uh, to, to, to places mm -hmm. that I've already described in my novels uh, to, uh, to check if they, if they look like that, like I, I imagined them. Sometimes, uh, well, it fits, fits good, sometimes not so good. But that's, that's fiction. Yeah, no, it's you, true. Go ahead, Daniel. Oh, no, I was going to ask if, since you've written as a journalist, do you think I uh, just the people you meet, do you ever use them and some of their stories to help inspire uh, any of your stories in sci-fi or in fantasy? Does that help just those interpersonal dynamics and those interpersonal meetings? I haven't done them, done that actually because I think that's the personal story of the, of the people that I was interviewing or talking to. Um, but I think I, I'll takes if, if they are interesting people and they have special well like like ticks or something like that mm -hmm. that I that I remember or that I notice if it fits into the character I'm writing about maybe I I, I, I take that modify it a little bit and uh, give it to the character and see what happens um, I've, I've done that yes um, so and it makes makes it more lively it makes it more more like like a real person then. Mm -hmm. cool. It's, so what is your goals for being a writer? So you've been writing a part of this um, particular, what is the name of it again? Because I know I'm going to say it improperly. Uh, the, uh, the series, Heftromane. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the format is called Heftromane. 
pulp novels. And pulp the series novels. is pulp novels. Let's let's call them the pulp novels. And okay. the series I'm writing for is, is Madrex. Very cool. So what is your goal though? Because you've written some stuff yourself. Do you want to write bigger novels? What where what is your like this would be awesome if this happened? Like where what is that? Well I just yeah, well that's 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 something every author might might tell you, but um I'm I'm writing the stuff that I would like to read myself. And um I'm not I'm the author of the the audience that I'm writing for is is me <laughs> mostly. <laughs> so if I'm if I'm uh, excited about what I'm what I'm writing and uh, it turns and I'm I'm reading going through it the the day after I've written it and I say well that's uh, well it's, it's me but if it wasn't me it would be cool, cool anyway. So um, <laughs> if this if this if this if this happens uh, I, I'm the luckiest guy. And um, this is uh, this is what I want to do. I want to entertain. I want to tell uh, exciting stories with with good characters. And if it works out, and the fans tell me most of the time it does, uh, that's great. That's all so I want. What has the fan interaction been like? You said you've gotten emails. They come up to get signatures. What was yes. what was it like for you the first time somebody wanted you to sign something? It was surreal. <laughs> uh, well. I was I was expecting it to happen at some point, but I didn't it, it, uh, expect it that they send me their stuff by mail for, <laughs> to to sign. Um, it's been always exciting because I come from a fan perspective. I've been a fan before I was a, was an author, and I always enjoyed talking to the to the authors, to the to the guys and, and girls. I I admired them because they were telling so 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 great stories, and that I, I loved. And I want to give that feeling back to the readers now. Uh, if they are reading my stuff and they think uh, they want, want to get in contact and they want to know some things about me or my work, uh, I'm always pleased to answer. And uh, I've been a guest to, to German podcast also uh, telling about my work and how I work. And um, yeah, I, 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 was, I, was, I always love that uh, to do that. I think I think that's it's really fun when you get the fan interaction and the feedback because when you write it's so solitary and you go did anybody else like this I kind of liked it like no did anybody else read this and it's really neat when somebody comes up to you and it's like they are a fan of you versus you being a fan of other people <laughs> yes have, have you gotten to meet any authors that you were a really big <coughs> excuse me, fan of, um, have you gotten to meet them? What was that like after you met, had people come up to you and you they were your fan? What was the difference there? Well, the, the biggest encounter in that kind that I had was I was, um, I, I met George R. R. Martin when, when he was in Germany. Um, wow. For, for, for wow. A book tour. And uh, I was uh, I was there as a, as a journalist, and I um, well, it was a big room with all the journalists, and he was sitting in front, and uh, we could ask him questions. And I was uh, doing an article for a for a German uh, horror magazine at that time, and I got to ask him a few questions, and that was impressive. <laughs> I was asking cool. about him his of his of his uh, work, his, his his early works when he 
went into stuff like mm -hmm. with with werewolves and vampires and stuff like that the classical horror uh, horror stories that he adapted in his in his novels or in his short stories and i was asking him about that uh, that stuff not about game of thrones or, or anything that came after that i bet he was very happy asking him about game of thrones a lot <laughs> of people forget how much stuff george rr R. martin and like he was an x-file for tv yeah. and x-files and beauty and the beast yep. the tv show and so yeah. like he wrote a ton of stuff star trek he wrote star trek people don't even remember he wrote star trek everybody's yeah. like game of thrones and i'm like that's nice not stalkers he did a lot wrote. of stuff yeah, he was yes. doing that was all a, that stuff well before. Yeah, yeah, no, that was the biggest encounter. Encounter. Um, I was lucky enough to see Stephen King when he was in uh, in Germany, um, but wow. I didn't interview him. Um, but I was uh, at one of his readings, uh, or very few readings in, in Germany, and um, I also got myself the uh, signed copy. <laughs> and, very cool. Uh, and uh, well, and of course the 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 authors that I admire that have been writing these uh, these series before me. Uh, mm -hmm. But when I started to read them, the, the, they were my heroes, and they were German authors, and uh, there were a lot of female authors also, also not only males. And um, yeah, I met them at the conventions. I was a fan then, and um, they were mm -hmm. talking to me. We had a few drinks afterwards. Um, when I worked for the publishers, the the, uh, the contacts got even closer, and um, a lot of them became close friends. Um, and um, yeah. cool. I've uh, sometimes I, I pinch myself <laughs> if I'm not <laughs> dreaming that I'm now part of this of this world of this uh, of this team, and of this legacy. That's uh, that's cool. That is very awesome. cool. Okay, I, I can't ask a question that's going to get better than what you said. So before we end this episode, what is, I call it shameless self-promotion. How do people find your works and your books and how do people contact you on social media? How do they do that? Uh, yeah, I have, I have social media con, uh, uh, pages like on, on Facebook. You can find me at Sasha Fenneman author. And uh, on, on Twitter, it's uh, Captain Starbucks, Captain with CPT. And um, I'm also on uh, Instagram with uh, Sasha Feneman author. And I have a known blog. It's in Germany. Uh, it's in German. Uh, it's called, uh, you find it at WordPress. It's uh, cptstarbucks.wordpress.com. I like it. It's Starbucks. I appreciate that reference <laughs> very no, much. I'm a, I'm a caffeine uh, addict. So this is uh, how, it, how it happens. We all are. <laughs> Oh, I thought we were going uh, Battlestar Galactica. I was going <laughs> full nerd on that one. Like, yes, yeah. you were. You nerded us on that one, Eric. I, I yeah. outnerded that one. I outnerded the coffee. Yes. Look at that. <laughs> Eighty seconds, great stuff. Exactly, yes. Sasha. It has been so much fun having you on this podcast. Thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Yay. Okay, guys, this has been Drinking with Authors. I've been your host, Erica Lance. My amazing co-host is Danielle Orsino. Don't, Don't forget, forget to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. The devices in your hands are right in front of you. Do it right now. And now that you've been drinking with us, leave us a review. We want to hear it. Our sponsor has been Skunk Brothers Spirits. DWA10 is the coupon code. Please check them out. And we will see you guys next time. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, 
which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.